Hello, everyone. I'm Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Welcome to the Myers Detox podcast. Today, we have my friend Amy Carlson on the show, and she's so fun. She's the toxin terminator, and you know, right on the same wavelength as I am talking about toxins and how they affect your health. And we're going to be talking about doing a kitchen detox, how to upgrade your cooking, your storage, and your cleaning in the kitchen. So this is a really, really informative show. We talk about all your different cookware, utensils, the different heavy metals and and toxins that can be in your cookware and your utensils and your you know your flatware and everything that you're using and the surprising toxins that can be found there and how they affect your health so and she has a lot of recommendations as well about what to buy instead we talk a lot about nonstick pans uh, we talk about you know, how to make your own cleanser, your own sanitizer to clean all of your dishes. We talk about different storage container ideas and getting rid of that toxic saran wrap and what to use instead. Just lots of really good tips in the show today. I know so many of you guys listening to this show are curious about the heavy metals that you have in your body. So I created a quiz at heavymetalsquiz.com so that you can go there, take this lifestyle quiz, answer the questions, just takes a few minutes, and then you'll get a results that will show you your relative levels of toxins in your body. And then after you get your results, you get a free video series all about how to detox, where to begin, what are the best supplements to take, what is the best heavy metals testing to take, how long does it take to detox, all of your questions are answered in the totally free video series following taking the quiz. Our guest today, Amy Carlson, she's a lifelong entrepreneur working in the automotive industry. And Amy Carlson's environment and lifestyle took a huge, huge toll on her health. She overcame chronic health issues. So today it's her passion to share this hope with others of her recovery that have lost all hope for improving their lives and their health. And you can check out her upcoming book and podcast of the same name, Toxin Terminator. I love that. And you can learn more about Amy and her work at amycarlson.com. Amy, thank you so much for joining the show. Oh, I'm glad to be here, Wendy. I'm excited. Yes, my fellow detox partner, my detox partner in crime. Yeah, and I wanted to have you on because you want to talk about how to detox your kitchen and you know making better choices for cooking, storage, and, and cleaning as well. So tell me a little bit about your story and, and what surprised you the most as you walked into this toxin-free lifestyle. You know, Wendy, that's a, such a great question because when I got into this, what I realized is that the products I was using every single day were not safe for me and they were actually making me sick. And I lived in this little bubble, apparently, that if I was able to buy it at the store, that somehow that equated to it meant it was safe for me to use in my home and with my family, with my children, with my pets. And I was so far from the truth with that. And that was, that was probably the most alarming thing for me to learn is that 
the manufacturers don't have to have safe products out here for us. Uh, that was for me too. I always remember, remember reading the labels of the different products I was using, lotions and reading the ingredients. And I just assumed that the government was checking these ingredients for safety before they'd be allowed to be used in consumer products. But no. <laughs> no, it's not. And I think that's... I, I can't speak for you and why you do what I do, but you know, it's certainly why I started my podcast because I was infuriated. You know, here we look to our government to be safe, to be providing safety for us and make us feel safe within our own country. And yet it's so far from the truth. And what you find is you just have to follow the almighty dollar. And that's what speaks volumes. And that's why I wanted to give voice to this movement of of you know, realizing you have to be your own best advocate. You have to start learning how to read labels. You have to start learning what ingredients you need to avoid in order to have optimal health. And also probably the fact that so many people are sick and we don't even realize it. You know, until you feel good, you don't realize what good feels like. Exactly. That's such a, a huge statement because a lot of people don't realize how bad they feel until they feel better. Like I keep improving my life and my health and trying different things and EMF protection, blah, 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 blah. Everything I do, I start feeling a little bit better. And I think, wow, I didn't, I feel really good. I didn't realize I could feel better. So, and, but when, you know, certainly there's a lot of people very, very ill and you were yourself is, as well, but you know, so a lot of people, they know deep down there's something wrong. They go to the doctor. The doctor never looks at toxins. They don't look at EMF. They're not looking at chemicals or giving any advice in that regard. No heavy metals testing for most doctors. So people right. have no clue that this is an underlying contributing root cause to their symptoms. Right. Right. And so many doctors, well, here's the doctors. I'm not saying doctors are bad. Please don't get that. And don't send me the hate mail. <laughs> you know, there are good doctors out there, yes. but what they're trained to do is treat your symptom. That's their training. It doesn't mean they're a good doctor or a bad doctor, but that's what they're there to do. They're not going to look at your lifestyle. They're not going to look at the root cause of what is making the symptom happen in the first place. And that's where we have to kind of become our own detectives and start working more with a homeopathic doctor or a natural functional doctor that will actually look to the whole body and how it's working and get down to the root causes. And that's what I had to do. Yes. Yeah. And so let's talk about the kitchen. So yes, yes, because a lot of people have <laughs> toxic kitchen utensils and cookware and storage containers. And so let's talk about so what are your kind of like, what's your first step in detoxing your kitchen? Oh my goodness. So, you know, I always love to talk about everyday products, right? You know, because that's going to have the biggest impact on our overall health. So let's start by saying that number one, and I got to put my glasses back on. Hey, age, love it. There's really not any safe coatings for our cookware. There really isn't. And this goes along just like you, you know, with toxins, we're going to be exposed to them every single day. Uh, we can minimize our exposure, but we're not going to get rid of them completely. So inevitably, any kind of coating that gets put onto our cookware is going to wear down. And then what happens is 
the product that's not supposed to be in contact with food starts becoming in contact with food. And then that's where we start getting our toxin buildups in the body. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of breaks it down. So our best options are going to be finding like cast iron, stainless steel, some ceramics that aren't like a coating, and then rotate through those types of cookware so that we minimize our exposures. Don't just have one. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, when we when those coatings reduce down, then we start getting the heavy metals. That's our biggest toxin coming from our cookware, right? Is the heavy metals leaching into the food that's coming into our body. It's getting deposited into our blood. It gets deposited in our, our tissues. And heavy metals don't leave our bodies automatically. We have to physically do something to get the heavy metals out. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. And then also too, if we're cooking with real acidic type foods, that's exasperating the leaching process to happen. Um, you know, so those who are Italian <laughs> and we're doing a lot of tomato sauces and that type of thing, we're going to have more leaching start occurring on our cookware. I wanted to show real quick. I don't know if we're going to actually see. Yeah, you can with the light. See how there's scratches. This would be a Teflon type surface pan. And even without trying, we're getting scratches in the surface. It just happens even as careful as we are. And when that surface scratches, where is that going? It's going in our food. You know, and then we're eating it. We can look at other, I love to show this one when I do this. So this is a, like a plastic. So many, how many people have plastic utensils that they cook with? It's so easy, right? It's the cheapest to buy. It's easy to use. And I don't know if you guys can see this, but see what happens when it goes on to the heat exposure, we get these black flakes and you can just take your fingernail and just flake them off. And where is that plastic going? in the food and we're digesting it. Ah, that's ugh, just nasty. I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happens. I don't care how careful you are. Can you, can you see what I'm, I'm pointing out? How yeah. that? I like the silicone spatulas. That's what I now, like. Silicone is good, but silicone still has, as yet, has not been tested for long-term safety, yeah. it, but it's certainly a better option for us. Yeah, it's, like an, it's an upgrade. You know, it's hard. There's, you know, there's only so many choices people have. You know, wood is good, but I you know, don't see many wood spatulas. But, um, yeah. but yeah, there, there's also the stainless steel ones, the metal ones, and those have their problems. Um, yep. What do you yep. what do you like like for a spatula? Bamboo. I like I yeah. really do like bamboo. And this is a spoon. I didn't bring my spatula back to show a spatula, but you can buy bamboo. You can find, you know, many different, you know, companies with them. And I do I love stainless steel. So, I'm not going to lie, the most times you're going to see me using stainless steel. I do too. I use stainless steel. And it's like sometimes, you know, if it's like a spatula, I I don't want to use metal cuz it can be scraping your pans and things like that. But I actually I haven't seen a bamboo spatula that's a new one for me 
Yeah. So, you know, get on uh, online. Amazon is fantastic, you know, and check that out. But, you know, silicone, again, I do have silicone appliances, especially when it comes to, you know, spatulas, when it comes to, you know, really wipes things out of a jar. Yeah. Um, the spatula. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The sp well, and then the flippers, you know, <laughs> I don't know my utensils, so I just <laughs> use up. But those are good. And like, I do use silicone or cloth, you know, on my hands to pick, to pull a pan out with. They're just really easy to grab and use because sometimes the cloth ones, I find the heat transfers through that and you can still get a burn with the, with the cloth heat pads, you know, to use. So again, you have to use your common sense in getting the, you know, the best, best utensils to use. Yeah. And what about pans? So a uh, mm -hmm. lot, lot of people using toxic frying pans, cooking pans. People love nonstick because it's just so easy to use. What are some of the problems with the typical nonstick and even the green nonstick that right. people are, are buying right now? Right. So a big thing that we see in the industry, um, Wendy, I know your listeners are probably well aware of it, is the term greenwashing. You know, so what we want to know is what what can we use, right? So we're things that we want to avoid are all of the heavy metals. So lead. Lead is a huge bioaccumulative that happens in our body. We, you know, if we have lead-based heavy metal pots that we're using, it's just going to keep bioaccumulating in the body. It was really, really hard to detox lead out of the body. So it causes all kinds of symptoms for us. PFAs, this is your Teflon. Teflon is a PFA that I showed earlier. That's your non-stick surfaces. PFAs are full of cancer-causing agents and a lot of chronic disease-causing issues because that flakes off with the heat, flakes off with the, the utensils that we're using, and it, and it builds up in the body. Cadmium. We're hearing and seeing a lot of um, cookware that is infused with cadmium, C-A-D-M-I-U-M. That helps with the bright colors that are created with our ceramics. And that's where we'll see cadmium used. Yeah, the, that, especially the red, red and orange ones. You're going to yes. have cadmium in there, those really, really um, toxic to our kidneys. Um, so a kidney, again, is another detox organ in our body. And if we have our kidneys not functioning properly, then, you know, of course, disease is going to set into our bodies. Nickel, lots and lots of, because nickel is a much less inexpensive, you know, expensive metal for manufacturers to use versus stainless steel. So you'll find nickel in a lot of our cookware. It's a more pliable metal. It's not as heavy duty of a metal. And there's a lot of people who have nickel sensitivities. If you are someone who gets a lot of rashes, for instance, on your skin, you might want to check your jewelry out. Because if you've got nickel in your jewelry, it can be creating some rashes on the body. And again, we would do the same thing. A lot of um, nickel is really an issue for young children, our babies and our young children. Chromium is another metal that's used in a lot of our cooking surfaces. That's very, very toxic to the kidney and liver and very, very toxic for developing children. 
Uh, so we want to make sure that you are, do not have chromium listed in the ingredients in any of your cookware. And then nanoparticles. So we hear a lot about nanoparticles with sunscreen. We're coming into summertime, but there's nanoparticles actually in cookware too. We want to make sure that they're non-nanoparticles. Look for that labeling. The biggest nanoparticle that probably most listeners have heard of is asbestos. We all know the problems with asbestos. Asbestos is a nanoparticle. Where course, would we find that in cookware? Ceramic coatings. A lot of ceramic coatings have nanoparticles. Yeah. Yeah. I think people don't realize that like a lot of ceramic cookware, it's really expensive. It has it underneath it. will have the, the cast iron, like the La Crusette and some of the other you know, ceramic cookware looks really fancy and nice, but that coating will get you. Yes, sure. absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the nanoparticles are really going to affect our immune systems. So again, <laughs> right now, you know, and always we want to be building that immune system up, not, you know, removing it. Yeah, and then and the glazes, it's the glazes also that yes. uh, when they heat up, the, 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 all these different toxins and the glazes get into, into the food. And so just right. lock reset and other similar type dish, dishware is just not, not a good idea to use. It, it is not. And, and I'll give you some kind of good brands. Okay, and right. um, have you heard of Momovation? I, you know, I haven't. Okay, so in, in some of the, the brands that I uh, went and picked from came from her. Um, she actually has, there's a website. She has done a ton of research on different subject matter. Not all of the stuff I agree with with her, but she does do a, a great diligence in saying, okay, here's some cookware. Here's the things you want to avoid, where you find them, why you want to avoid them. And here's some good options for you in cookware to select to give you an actual brand name. Okay, okay? great. What is that website again? Mamavation. M-A-M-A-V-A-T-I-O-N. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yep. So uh, uh, again, once you start developing and you know more in the toxic realm, there's some things that I'm not real agreeable with her on, but there's a lot that's a good starting place. So aluminum is another one. Another, again, a cheap metal for manufacturers to get. It's a softer metal. We hear a lot about aluminum in our deodorant and it being a neurotoxin. It absolutely is. It's been tied to Alzheimer's and dementia and many other neurotoxicities. So definitely not something we want to have in our cookware. Yeah, I think people don't realize when you go out to eat at restaurants, they use this cheap disposable aluminum cookware because they kind of they just wear out fast and they're it's really cheap. And so a lot of the cheap restaurants you go to, you're getting a nice little dose of aluminum with your meal. So it's another Absolutely. risk of eating out. Well, and think about what do we use a lot of times for food storage or even food preparation coming into summertime when we're cooking on the grill. I used to wrap potatoes and carrots and onion with butter in tin foil and cook it on the grill. Oh my gosh, that, that's aluminum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really soft too. So that's getting into your food really easily. It's really yep. pliable and soft and yeah, forget it. Yeah. 
<laughs> we're applying it right on the grill and that's just heating up to a, a high intensity heat and it's leaching right into our food. Um, here's a great test that you can do to check your um, pots and pans out for toxicity is take about a tablespoon of baking soda and add about a cup of water and bring it to a boil. So just take your pan, put that concoction in there, bring it to a boil and then taste it. You know, just take a little taste to it. If it's bitter, if it has a metal taste to it, get rid of that pan. If it's just water and baking soda, it should taste salty. Yeah, and also I think with if you have stainless steel and say you've had it for a really long time and mm -hmm. it's kind of nicked in there, you know, you might be leaching nickel and other metals into your food. And so you, you, you want to get a good brand of stainless, but it should, you know, you might, if you've had cookware for a long time, like my mother's had her cookware for like 40 years and she mm -hmm. really likes it, um, yeah. but it has all kinds of nicks in it. So you want to be aware of that and replace it if that's the case. Absolutely. And, and again, if you rotate and have several different, you know, cast iron, stainless steel, there are some ceramics that are going to be okay. Um, you know, what we want to search for is them not having the nanoparticles, you know, and all the other glazing and the cadmium and all that stuff on it. And manufacturers are required to label things now. So we can be looking for products without those issues in them and then rotate our cookware. So number one, it's going to last longer for us. And number two, we're not getting that constant exposure when we're using that cookware. Does that mean, you know, so I think that helps people out a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I've been wanting to get a, a salad master set, which is a, a really good set. It's uh, titanium and mm -hmm. it has, uh, they use stainless steel also, and it's expensive, but they're supposed to be kind of the, one of the best and at least toxic, uh, you know, cookware out there. Yep. EWG gives a lot of recommendations for cookware as well, um, which is the environmental working group. So they have a whole team of researchers that are going out there and researching different topics as well. And titanium is one that EWG gives their kind of thumbs up for to say this is a, this is a good option of cookware that we can use. You know, stainless steel, titanium, um, glass, Obviously, glass is a great one. Just want to make sure that we're not, you know, it's not breaking into our food. Cast iron, you know, season that cast iron. I mean, grandma way back in the day had such a great idea with the cast iron. Again, rotating because cast iron does leach in some of those heavy metals into the food. That's not good to be absorbed by the body on an ongoing basis. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fine for like occasional use. I mean, I, I avoid yep. it, but I think it's people love their cast iron. It's fine for occasional use, but you know, the yep. iron is causes dementia and a yep. lot, a lot of people have iron toxicity and that they're not aware yep. of it. And so, you know, it's just another thing to consider. It's, it's almost like trying to use the lesser of a few evils, you know, they're, <laughs> they're all problematic in some way. Yeah. And they really are. One of the, the ones that actually gets the, the passing of California has some of the most restrictive uh, criteria in products in the whole entire United States. So if you pass Prop 65 agenda and you get a, a thumbs up and you can pass that criteria, it's going to be a pretty good option for you to purchase. Is that your findings too, Wendy? 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. So there's a brand called Extrema, X-T-R-E-M-A by uh, Ceramcore. I I have one of those. I have one of those. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that one is uh, like Momovation. That's the only cookware that they'll recommend. And that's the only one that gets the passage by that Prop 65 uh, in California. So uh, again, California requires all kinds of labeling on their products and has probably the most stringent policy in terms of what they allow and give the, uh, the uh, passing and thumbs up approval for. So that's the only cookware in their research that passed all of that. Fantastic. Yeah. And that's so important because I think people don't realize how much lead that they get, not just in their cookware, but in their glasses and in their plates and dishes and things like that. And uh, Lead Safe Mama is a great resource. She actually takes all these different brands. There's hundreds of things she's tested. And it's really yeah. surprising, Some, especially grandma's antique dishes in China yeah. that people are using. It's crazy how much lead and cadmium and other metals are in those. So those are a good resource to, if you're buying new dishes or are using grandma's dishes for China that she gave you. <clears throat> you might want to reconsider that. Absolutely. And that in the China, that's the whole glazing process, you know, is where we're getting all of that, you know, toxicity coming in. And and again, these are things that weren't being tested, you know, long, you know, 50 years ago, a hundred years ago, there was just not the testing happening uh, in order to help us make sure that this isn't affecting our overall body and our overall health, right? So let's also talk about, you know, food storage. So, you know, so many times, you know, we're talking about pots and pans and a lot of people know, you know, this is an area that we really need to look at and make sure that we're getting the proper cookware. So we've, we've addressed that. We've talked a little bit about utensils. We've talked about bamboo. We've talked about stainless steel and silicone, but how about storing our food? You know, what are some great options there? And I would recommend number one, glass. I love mason jars to store food in. It is such a great, easy option and so inexpensive. You can just go buy canning jars of various different sizes and you've got some great storage to store that food. Yeah, I love glass too. And I actually bought some, um, I forget the brand, but they're just glass kind of square storage things like a plastic top and I love them, but they were like $20 each. And the mason jars are super inexpensive. And I I love, I've been using jars too. I love it. Yep. Well, and sometimes you do need a square, you know, and I, and I get that. And I think Pyrex has a great storage option and I think they come in on like a set. So you'll get some larger pieces and they've got the, the, um, they are a plastic lid uh, because they need that seal on the top and then they've got the lock tabs that just pop down and lock on there. So that's a great option. Some other options for storage as well are things like beeswax wraps. Yes, so instead yes. of you know, instead of using the saran wrap. Saran wrap, yeah. Ah, no, 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 no. We don't want the phthalates and the BPAs. We don't want any of that stuff in there. And then most people take that plastic wrapped up food and pop it into the microwave, you know, and heat it up. Don't don't do that. Yeah. I read it has cadmium in it. 
also. Yes. And then that goes in the trash and hurts the environment. It's a mess. Well, it's a cycle. It's just a vicious cycle that's going all the way. And we don't need all the plastic, folks. You know, reuse, reuse, reuse. So beeswax wraps, cotton produce bags. Um, you know, you can use cotton produce bags to store your produce in instead of wrapping that up in, into plastic. Again, the glass we talked about, they're stainless steel jars as well. If you don't like the glass, they're stainless steel. Now, the one uh, a caveat I would say in using stainless steel, and they have nice lids that come with them, is don't put your acidic foods uh, storage in there. So salads with a salad dressing already on it or your tomato based, you know, things or you know, that type of thing. Don't, don't put that into the stainless steel because it's going to leach off of there. Parchment paper, again, you know, are, are good options to use for food storage. So get, get away from all that plastic and it's, and it's going to save you all kinds of money. Instead of buying the rolls of the aluminum foil and the saran wrap and, and those ty- types of things. Yeah, you can because you can reuse those, those things many times. Over and over and over again. And again, we're saving the environment as well. Part of living a toxin-free lifestyle isn't just for ourselves, but it's for our planet Earth as well. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're, you know, instead of using the aluminum foil, you can use the parchment paper instead to, to wrap stuff up or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's if you want to cook stuff in the oven or use a banana leaf like they did back in the day. <laughs> yes. I know when we cook, if I do corn, I just keep it in the husk, you know, to cook it. Uh, and if you want to season it with different things, you can open it up, season it with some olive oil and some sea salt or whatever you want to put on there and then put and then cover it back up in the husk. There's ways, you know, to get around using some of the toxic things for sure. So I, I had just one thing I wanted to say that because I kind of uh, was following the lead free mama for uh, a minute there and just because I was on the market to buy some dishes and I was just so shocked by how many different types of dishes have lead in them. So she has a big resource on her site, but also I bought these little lead swabs and these are really cool if you just want to check if uh, your products you're using or bowls or corningware that your mom gave you or whatever have lead in them. And you just take, they're called lead check by 3M and get them on nice. Amazon. They're not cheap, but they just have this little, um, you know, tip on them. All you do is rub it on the plate or whatever. And if it turns red, you have, you have lead, you detected lead. If it turns pink or red, and then you can also do that in your house if you have, you know, paint and you're concerned about it shipping off. You have a baby, um, you mm-hmm. can check if it has lead, especially before you renovate, so you're not, you know, destroying your child's brain before you renovate. So lots of uses for these. That's wonderful, and and what a great resource to do. Super easy if you don't do the baking soda concoction, <laughs> you know, and then taste that too. That's a great, you know, um, avenue to do. I love yeah. that. Yes, so yes. 3M, I wrote that down so I can get some of that. And you only have to check that out once, right? Yes, exactly. Check your plates, mm-hmm. check your pans. And if it's bad, get rid of it and get a better, safer option. Absolutely. And again, those um, sources, the EWG, 
um, has some great resources with products. And then you said, what did you call her? Lead? Oh, lead, leadsafemama.com. Lead, she has a Facebook group too you can join. Perfect. So lots of great options to give you some safe options. Yeah. If you want to really, you know, be on the edge of your seat and feeling bad about all of your kitchenware dishes, (laughs) go on leadsafemama.com. <laughs> if you don't get the 3M test and do the baking soda test, I think it gets you some good options there. Yeah. That's awesome. I, love that. I love that. So now let's talk about how we clean that because if we're going to start using something, say bamboo, you know, and wood, right? We get a lot of stuff that gets transferred in inside that. So how do we sanitize and clean those things? You know, in light of the last couple of months too, I'm, and I'm not sure, you know, when this airs, you know, cleanliness and, and sanitization and, and that, those type of things are, are high on our list right now. So what can we do? So general soap and water is going to clean everything. All right. If all we're wanting to do is clean soap and water is fantastic. Now, if we want to disinfect where we're looking to make sure that things are disinfected, then we can start adding things like vinegar and baking soda, and that's going to give us a good disinfection. So we can combine that. In soaps, we want to make sure our soaps don't have sodium lauryl sulfate. That's what creates the sudsing action. But sodium lauryl sulfate, that one ingredient by itself has over 50,000 studies on PubMed of its toxicity. It's horrible for the body. Horrible. So, and it's almost always the second ingredient listed. Yeah, it means you know? it's it's you know a majority of the product that you're <laughs> buying, and it makes it makes it real sudsy, like that, like some yep. of the dishwashing liquids are just sudsing, and they keep sudsing and sudsing and sudsing. You only get like one tiny little drop. That's that sodium lauryl sulfate. Yep, and it's um, it'll be labeled as sodium lauryl sulfate, sodium laureth. L-A-U-R-E-T-H sulfate or SLS. So that's how you'll know. And then also stay away from fragrance. Fragrance is a conglomerate of about over 3,000 different ingredients that they can possibly use inside there, but they don't have to tell you what all it is. And so we just want to stay away from it and buy those products that are fragrance-free, not unscented, but fragrance-free. Okay, so you can combine the baking soda, the vinegar in with it. Hydrogen peroxide is another great additive to put in with that. Um, Some people don't like vinegar because they don't like the smell of it. Uh, You can add some fresh lemons, just squeeze some lemon in there, and that helps take that vinegar smell away. So those are some great kind of DIY options, right? Yeah, I was going to say that when uh, I just put them in the dishwasher, it's such high heat and steam for an hour or two, that disinfects too. Just the heat alone, you don't even have to put anything in there, right? Yeah. And then sanitizing, we want to get alcohol. So alcohol is what creates the sanitization for us. So if we put vodka is, is, a, is a great option because there's not really any scent to it, we can add and we can mix stuff up in a bottle or we can add um, Everclear has one of the higher proofs. So whatever proof the alcohol is half that. So if it's 80 proof, then it's going to have 40% alcohol in it. Is that, I think that's, that's correct. And so we want to have at least 40 to 60% is what's good for sanitization. So alcohol is what creates the sanitization for is, us. Is it ever clear like 180 proof? So it's like 90% alcohol. <laughs> yeah. 
So <laughs> add some Everclear. Don't drink yeah. it. Just put it into your, and, and that, that's truly what gets you your sanitization. So we can add anything that we want to add sanitizing for. That's what we're going to do, especially our, um, I have a bamboo um, cutting board. So I'm using a cleaner that has some alcohol in it so that I'm making sure it's nice and sanitized. Um, I have a different cutting board surface for meats versus produce. And I highly encourage you to do that as well. So there's not cross contamination going on there. Yeah. And I, I also use bamboo cutting boards as well. They're really pretty. Mm-hmm. They're cheap. They're it's renewable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people don't realize with plastic cutting boards, those actually harbor more bacteria than yes. a, uh, like a bamboo or a wooden cutting board. Which I yes. thought was interesting. And you're cutting into the plastic and that plastic's leaching again into the food. We don't want the plastic. We don't want, plastics are full of phthalates. It's not just the BPAs. The BPAs are the phthalates and phthalates are just horrible, you know, inside of our body, endocrine disrupting, they're, they're damaging our immune system, they're damaging our internal organs. So it's just something that we want to avoid at all possible cost. Look at your dishwashing, you know, detergent as well. The two key factors I always tell people, sodium lauryl sulfate and fragrance. If you can get those two biggies out of there, parabens, parabens are more in personal care products, but um, those are the sodium laurel sulfate is just so bad, and if you don't have that in it, you're probably not going to have many of the other bad ingredients in it as well. Yeah, lots of great green dishwashing detergents and dishwashing liquids if you're hand washing. Lots of great alternatives now. There really is, you know, the company that I'm with, I have one I use for everything. I use it in the dishwasher. I use it for cleaning. It costs me less than a dollar per 20 ounce bottle that I make, you know, with it. And I have an all purpose cleaner. I have, I add, I use it for laundry. I use it for dishwashing. I mean, it's, it's everything. I used to have, you know, a caddy that had all my cleaning supplies in it, you know, and it was like, oh, you had to wash around because you needed a toilet bowl cleaner and you needed a glass cleaner and you needed, you know, all that stuff. And I just have one bottle does it all. Yeah. And all that so, so much that when you're looking back on it, it's just marketing where they, you, you have to buy a product for every different room in your house or, or task. And it's just marketing to get you buy more stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we talked about cooking, you know, utensils to use. We talked about, you know, proper cleaning and we talked about some of the ingredients we want to avoid, but what about actual cooking appliances, you know, to use? Have you guys talked about that? You know, we haven't because a lot of them are plastics. A lot of the, the, the food processors and other products are, are made from plastic. So blenders, like I was going to buy a blender and I couldn't find a glass one. Like all, yeah. even the high, the thousand dollar ones yes. are they're made of plastic. I'm like, I don't want plastic in my blender. I want glass, glass, glass. So yeah, so we want to look for glass, you know, products, stainless steel, um, you know, again, it's going to be kind of your higher end. You know, when we, when we make things that are good for us, it takes more, you know, to be able to do this. So know that you're investing into your overall health. But one of the appliances I would ask most, you know, people is stop using the microwaves. Food microwaving is just such a poor choice. I know it's a matter of convenience, but there's so many easier ways to warm up food, warm up water, you know, do things 
that we need to do and get rid of that convenience appliance because it's just changing the structure of our food. Yeah, I have a great little Cuisinart. It's just, it's a small little oven. It yes. heats up super fast. It was a really good quality one. It's a couple hundred dollars, but I use it constantly and it, it does an amazing job uh, roasting vegetables and you can roast a whole chicken in it. And, you know, uh, yes. and I, yeah, I heat up my food and it, it works great. I air fryers are also fantastic as well. They heat up your food super fast. I mean, they, they're, you know, theoretically produce more ages or advanced glycation end products and acrylamides uh, because it's cooking so fast. But, you mm -hmm. know, there's, again, you, you have damage to your food anytime that you heat it up. Um, right. Right. Destruction of nutrients. But yeah, I, there's the oven air fryers, lesser of two evils compared to the microwave. Absolutely. And, you know, tea kettles, uh, you know, and, and here's the other thing too, using a tea kettle, if you're like me and you like to decorate and have things look pretty, we can get so many, you know, really nice looking tea kettles and, you know, be able to have something that's pretty and functional, you know, to have in, in our kitchen. So that, that's one device I would say get rid of, you know, is, is the microwave and just look for a better option of being able to warm up food, prepare food, you know, in a way that's just, you know, less toxic to the body in terms of changing the format of the food. Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I, yes. I'm so glad that I met you because you focus on detoxification too. I was like, oh my gosh, my, my girlfriend. Um, so yes. well, why don't you tell us where uh, we can find you? You have a podcast too. Tell us all about that. You bet. So my um, podcast is The Toxin Terminator, and I really focus on the things that we're doing every single day. So the products that we use every day are going to have the most effect on us in changing our overall health and wellness. And you can find me at my um, website is really kind of the best way, and it's amycarlson.com, and it's A-I-M-E-E-C-A-R-L-S-O-N.com. You can get to the podcast through there. You can get to my Facebook group there. It's a free Facebook group. So if you're interested in the toxin-free lifestyle, we just do a lot to support everybody in, in that journey, and myself included. And I'm seven years into it and always learning something new, uh, doing something new. There's Got a, a lot book. of toxins out there. There's a lot. <laughs> And it's a, it's a, oh gosh, it's a rabbit hole that most people, you just don't want to go down. You know, it it's, can be scary, but we, we try to make, make it easy, give you bite, bite sized pieces with it. I have my book coming out this year that, uh, called the toxin terminator. So I walk people through the five pillars of living that toxin free lifestyle. Yeah. I love that name. That was so funny. I want to say your side. I love it. <laughs> well, Amy, thanks so much for coming on the show and everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Myers Detox podcast, where every week we explore different topics related to, uh, you know, protecting your health from toxins and uh, just lots of advice and protocols, biohacking tips to dramatically improve your life and, you know, getting your life back with detoxification. And also right now I created a series called the Coronavirus Support Series with my good friend, Dr. Eric Selinsky. And we have so many different supportive uh, topics and speakers talking about, uh, you know, finances, talking about parenting, homeschooling, 
reducing stress, a lot of different protocols and techniques and tips for reducing stress. So please go check that out. Totally free. You don't even have to give your email at coronavirussupportseries.com. I'm Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you guys very soon. Thank you.